amazing. How cute was that? We had so much fun um, making that video. I had to edit out a lot of embarrassing stories. So moms, be thankful for that. Um, we had, yeah, just so much fun. We have great kids here at Emerge. And I know that's a result of all our wonderful mothers. And we're setting up a panel here because we're going to hear from some of them very soon. But I just wanted to say, if you don't know me, my name is Ange and I run kids here at Emerge. Um, and we just have so much fun. So happy Mother's Day to all of our mums and happy Mother's Day to our mums online. Um, yeah, it's just wonderful to be in service with you today. I think this is the first time I've been in church in a long time in the morning, so it's lots of fun. Um, and we're going to have so much fun. But I did just want to take a moment to acknowledge and pray also just for those mums who might be struggling today. Um, I know that some mums, um, you know, might have lost their mum or a grandmother, or maybe you've lost a child. And so we just want to tell you that we love you and we're here for you and we care for you. And um, even if you're a mum in waiting and, and that's something that you're struggling with today, you know, we're standing with you and we believe um, in a miracle that's coming for you. So church, let's just pray for those ones right now. God, we just thank you so much that you are a God of grace. You are a God who loves us, God, and you are our creator. Father, I just pray for those ones who are struggling today that your Holy Spirit would come and comfort them, God. You are our comforter. God, and it says as we draw near to you, God, that you draw near to us. And so I just pray for those ones today who might be having a bit of a tough day, God, I just pray that you come and you be their comfort, you be their hope, God. And, and those that are in the waiting, God, we just stand with them and we believe for a miracle for them, God. We heard today that you are a miracle working, God, and so we just believe in um, fresh hope for those ones, Father, and just that you will be with us, God, and just that you bless the rest of this service as we spend time in your house together, God, and hear stories from some amazing moms. In your mighty name, amen. Amen, church. Well, we're going to invite up our beautiful panel today. So ladies, do you want to come on up? There we go. Awesome. So you guys want to give them a hand as they come up? Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> come and have a seat. Awesome. So we have some beautiful ladies joining us today, which is very exciting. I'm so glad they can join me today and I don't have to do this alone because, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so we might firstly go along the line and just introduce ourselves. So if you guys want to, Bernadette, do you want to start? That'd be great. And I believe we have some photos as well. So my name's Bernadette, um, Bernadette McNaught. Uh, my children here are uh, Rachel, which you would know. Yeah. Uh, I have two sons, uh, Ryan, who is currently in Children's Church today. Uh, and my son, Joel, uh, who will be out on the photo booth today. <laughs> oh, and, my, and our extra son, our, um, our Trey, which I uh, also believe you know, so he was a, a, a definitely a blessing to our family. Very good. <laughs> Hi, my name is Lynn, and I've got three awesome children, and I've got eight beautiful grandchildren. My daughter... Um, it's sitting here in the congregation with Alex and Amy. I've got an amazing son over in Canada. I don't, he's the top one. He's a pastor on Vancouver Island in a Pentecostal church there. And um, the bottom one, you may not see, an amazing, gorgeous son who's a mighty man of God down in Sydney. Awesome. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I'm Selena. And um, we've got two little girls. We've got Sarah who is almost three, 
And we've got little Hannah. She's eight months old. Hi, I'm Maddie, and my husband, Kane, and our two little boys, Jack and Max. Yay! Beautiful. That's so exciting. So exciting. Well, we might start with our young mums down the end here. Um, and our question for you to start with is, how do you manage to have quality time with each of your kids in a society where things are so busy um, and full on? And how do you make each of your kids feel valued? Um, well, I'm a stay-at-home mum, so I do actually have a lot of time um, uh, with my girls. Uh, but probably, you know, meal times are a really great time for me to sit and chat with my girls and um, if, you know, little Hannah's having a, a nap, I love to spend extra quality time with, with Sarah doing, you know, painting or something that you can't really do when Hannah's around. Um, so that's kind of quality time that I have with her. Um, and how do I make them feel valued? Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> it's easy to make um, Hannah feel valued. <laughs> she smiles at anything that we do. Um, with Sarah... Um, she absolutely loves Paw Patrol. Like, she lives for Paw Patrol. It's, it's a kid's show, it has pups in it, and they rescue people. Um, it's, it's what she does all day. She just imagines that she's one pup after another. And so, like, she, she'll be... So I've just got to be on the ball. So I've got to know exactly, you know, every pup's name, every saying that they do, every, every episode, because she'll, like, ask me a question, like, Mum... You're, you're Marshall, or, you know, what's Marshall doing today? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, today there was a kitten up a tree, and I used my <laughs> ladder, and I climbed up the ladder, and I rescued the, the kitten, you know? Uh, and I think just as parents, um, be really interested and invested in yeah, what your, your children love. I think that really, really goes a long way. It makes them feel, I think that makes um, them feel so valued. Um, and I know that at that from experience from when I was growing up with my parents, that, you know, whatever I was interested in, they, they put 110% into that, and that really made me feel so um, loved and valued yeah. as well. Beautiful. Um, so we're an adoptive family, so Kane and I were really um, lucky that we had a lot of training and we had to read a lot about um, connection and bonding before we brought our boys home. So we knew the importance of that quality time and that uninterrupted one-on-one -on -one time. So when we brought um, Jack home, those first few weeks were like cocoon, just that quality time. And we would say to him, um, what's your name? Because he was learning that as well. And then one day he just said, I'm mummy's baby. That's what he said his name wow. was. So we knew that he was, you know, that he knew he was starting to feel valued and that wow. he belonged. And as the years have gone by, Jack's at school now. So we're into our busy routine. So um, I love to snuggle with Jack at night and we talk about his day and I really get to know what's going on in his world. And I'm home with Max during the day, so, you know, I've got to remind myself just to let the housework go or um, the washing can wait just so I can give him that one-on-one -on -one time. So, you know, if I read books with him or he loves to just snuggle and watch TV together. <laughs> and um, a real key for Kane and I is just learning what our boys' love language is. So... Jack is quality time, and Max is our little snuggle bug, so he's physical touch. So um, they just love being involved. So if it's just helping Kane in the garden or me cooking, it takes twice as long. <laughs> but they like to help and, yeah. and be involved. And we just, you know, we just like to make sure that our, like, our home is fun and that we're laughing a lot. So. Yeah, that's awesome. 
That's very cool. Thank you, girls. Um, Bernadette. <laughs> so good. So Bernadette, um, I know most of your children. Um, Ryan's on the kids team and Rachel and I share an office, so that's really fun. And just, um, you know, I think I've seen them as such great people and genuine. And um, so my question for you is what are you doing or what have you done to encourage your children to have a personal relationship with Jesus? biggest thing um that is a scripture in james one that says be um doers of the word not just hearers of the word um and i think for us um we have tried to live the conviction of of our life and of our faith um and we've tried to model um our walk with jesus um and you know that's from from the very early age our kids have been um on uh, youth camps with us they have been doing carols in the street, in nursing wow. homes, in, wow. uh, we, yeah, we've just, yeah. everywhere we've been, they've been with us. They haven't um, uh, just been left at home or they yeah. haven't been left with someone. We've brought them yeah. with us. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, hopefully we've instilled in them um, the characteristics of who Jesus is, being kind to people, you know, in talking in conversations, um, when things get rough through high school. Hopefully we've been able to come back to them and go, well, you know, um, you know, maybe have we looked how, how they're going, how our friends are going, yeah. um, how can we, you know, yes, those, some things hurt, but how can we how can we be more bit like Jesus and be kind and how can we include people? And, um, and we've always served in our church community. So wherever yeah. we've yeah. been, we've yeah. either been, um, you know, we've taught Sunday school, been on worship teams, um, just serving. And I think hopefully that also instills... You know, Jesus just loves people. Yeah. Um, and so we've tried to encourage our kids just to love people. Um, and so I think that help goes to build their own their own faith. And at some mm. point uh, through teenage years and as they get a bit older, eventually every every child and all of us have to come to our own decision on which way will we go. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully having that modelled to them and so um, that, that they'll catch on to that and Jesus becomes real for them. Yeah, that's awesome. So very cool. Very good. Beautiful. Um, Lynn, do you want to pass the mic? Beautiful. Lynn, um, what do you know now that you wish maybe you knew when you started parenting um, and then now as a grandma as well? How do you work that out in your life? First of all, I really want to say what an absolute honour and privilege it is to be a, a mum and a grandmother. I think that is just an absolute honour and I praise God every day for that privilege. Um, I thought about this question a lot. I really did. I spoke to Ange about it. And I didn't really like the question <laughs> um, because I thought about it and I'm not quite sure whether I would change anything of what I did back then to what I would do now. Um, and so I thought of a few things that we did that Gary and I, and I need to mention my beautiful husband passed away 13 years ago. Um, but what Gary and I did and what I did as a mother and then now, and I still do as a grandmother now. And a couple of those things were three things that I remember. One was we used to take our children out on dates. And I know that's a, a thing that is around these days, but 40 years ago, I didn't hear that much of it. Yeah. But we would take our children from the age of around about five out on a date. They could choose who they wanted to go with. They were allowed to change, choose the restaurant. There was only McDonald's or Chinese back then. 
but they, but we took them out on a date and we chose never to talk about what we wanted to talk about, only what they wanted to talk oh, yeah. about. So, so that, was, yeah. that was a choice that we made. Another thing um, that we did would have family night and that was sacred to us. We would have a family night every Thursday night, no matter what happened, if Gary was asked for a business meeting or a church meeting, we would always say, this is, sorry, we have a previous engagement. We would allow those kids to know that they were important yeah. and nothing came before them at that stage. That's great. And that was beautiful. Um, the other thing we used to do was kids always go through difficult times, be it with friends or be it whatever, schoolwork, whatever. Whatever they went through, we wanted them to know how special they were and what their dad and mum thought about them. And if they were going through a really, really hard time, we would have an I love you party. Oh, and they awesome. were so special on that night. And I would give all the kids, well, back then, maybe a dollar or two dollars, and they were allowed to go and buy something for the, the other one, the one that was having the I love you party, and be able to make them feel so special. Really and they were always able also to write a little letter or a little note to make that one that was going through a difficult time so, so special. And it was a night we would have placemats with their names written on it and everything about that night was to let that one that was going through a difficult time to know their family loved them and they were important. That's amazing. That is very cool. Some good tips in there. So, Lynn, how do you, as a grandma now, how do you, um, I guess, continue? Um, With my grandchildren? Yes. Every, whether I go to Canada, and I'm going on the 16th of August again, <laughs> every time I go to Canada, every time I go to Sydney or here in Brisbane, I take my grandchildren out personally, a one-on-one, -on -one, not together, but one-on-one. -on -one and I talk to them, and we talk together, we pray together, and I take them out and let them know that yeah, their good. nana loves them, special enough yeah, to good. take them on a one-on-one. -on -one. And my Sydney family <coughs> have four children, so when I'm down there, they're <laughs> always in Canada too. And I said to my 17-year-old grandson, um, when I come over on the 16th of August, I'm going to take you out, Cody. I'm going to take. Don't you roll your eyes at me? <laughs> don't you roll your eyes? It's you and Nana. But I want even my grandchildren to know I care about them, and I write to them every year at the beginning of every year and ask what they would like prayer for. Wow. I write a personal letter to say what would you like prayer for, um, and I pray for them That's specifically beautiful. about what they've asked. Wow, that's so beautiful. That's amazing. We should give her a hand for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. That is beautiful. I think a grandmother's love is something very special. And um, yeah, I know my grandma does similar things like that for her great-grandchildren. And she's got a great-great-great-grandchild now. And she's so invested in their lives. And I think, you know, just knowing that somebody cares and somebody loves. And just sometimes that word of, you know, I love you or I think you're awesome and just being there by text or call is just really really important um and I think in the world that we live in there's so many ideals and in, in parenthood and you should be like this and be like that and so I just want to ask and anyone can jump in on this one but I guess what is something that you thought was a big deal going into motherhood or along your journey and then in hindsight um it didn't really matter or it doesn't you know it wasn't as important as it seemed 
Oh, well, this is something that I'm continuing to learn. Yeah. Is, um, I'm not sure if it's because we waited so long to become parents, but I always try and make everything perfect. So it's my oldest son's birthday tomorrow. And so I was like, do you want to go to Dreamworld, Movie World, Australia Zoo? Like, yeah. you know, trying to make it over the top. And he said, oh, I just like to have dinner at Nana's with my cousins. Wow. So, like, oh, so you know, it's just that quality time with his family. Very yeah, good. that's so good. Very so good. Um, I really struggled with this question because um, for me, it's like there's a lot of things that are a big deal as parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I suppose like as an expected mum and a new mum, you're kind of um, bombarded with all this stuff that you need. Like you need like all these different kinds of pillows and all these swings and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You must have these to be a good parent. <laughs> but um, it is like, very overwhelming. Um, but they're not a big deal, really. It's like if they're, I don't know what the, the four things are, like if they're safe, if they're loved, yeah. if they like are fed, if they're clothed, really, yeah. Yeah. you're doing it right. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. And it's like, for me now, like, it's the same with toys. Like every everyone, all the advertisements, like you need this toy, you need this toy, you know, for them to be able to play, you need this expensive toy, blah, blah, blah. And like, but kids are really good yeah. at... Uh, yeah. Imagining yes. they yeah. love cardboard boxes. Like, obviously, kids need toys, right? <laughs> You're not just going to have cardboard boxes. Um, but, like, you know, we'll go to the park and the playground becomes a restaurant and the bark becomes the roast dinner and the sticks are ice cream. And, like, Sarah has the best time. So, yeah, that's like a learning thing for me. And Sarah, Selena, you don't need those expensive things, you know? You're a good parent without those things. Um, <laughs> so, that's a, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I was listening to a lady um, kind of similar. She said, like, when she first had a child, she was obviously needing to bath it and she was getting all these different opinions from people and she got this particular bath tool thing, I don't know. And she said, one person told me to do it this way and one person told me to do it that way and there's just no right way. And I think that's so true. Like, you've got to find out what works for you in motherhood and not worry about what other people are telling you is the right way to do it because there's so many ways and you've got to work out what works for your children and for your family. So I think that's really great. Yeah. Seeing I've got the microphone, I'll go before Billy um, <laughs> <laughs> One of the things, and, and Kylie will laugh at this, she will remember this, my son Dan, Darren, who's a pastor over in Canada, he, there was a few vegetables that he didn't like and, and when he, he kind of um, cucumber. He cut them all up and spread them all over the plate to look as to look as if he'd eaten them. <laughs> did, you, did you do that? <laughs> he would look, and then other times on other things, he'd push them in here and here and here and all around his mouth and think that I he'd eaten them. And then he'd go to the toilet and flush them down, spit them out, and then get them, spit them out. You know what? It's not that important. He eats all vegetables now. He doesn't go to the toilet and spit them out. He doesn't do that anymore. So whereas I thought eating, encouraging them to eat all their vegetables was important, you know what, it doesn't matter because he eats them all now yeah. and that's fine. That's so good. Very good. So good. So good. That's really funny because I, I thought of a couple of things myself and I think that's – I settled on that as well. Um, and having – with Rachel being married and not home and not having another female presence in the house and now just having the boys and young adult men. Um, I've come to the conclusion, you know, by the time they're 18, they have a job, they have a phone, um, they know how to call Uber, they won't starve. Yeah. <laughs> 
very true. Very true. We'll always go home for mum's cooked dinners, hey? Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Um, well, while we're all laughing, does anyone have an embarrassing or funny story of your parenting journey or a grandparenting journey or something your children have done that you can remember? I'll go while I've still yeah, got great. the microphone and because I've picked up my boys, uh, I'll tell a funny story about myself and Rachel. Um, I would, I guess I, I'm probably a bit of a sports mum. Um, I love sport. My kids have been involved in sport. Uh, sitting on the sideline, I can probably get a little bit carried away. Um, I get very much in. I get very much into sport. I love it, um, especially when it's my children that are involved. And I remember Rachel was probably about sixteen, and I was watching a netball game of hers, and um, she's a brilliant netball shooter. And I remember being on the sideline. It might have been a, um, a, a final or something, and I'd stand there and go, Rachel. Rachel, do that. Rachel, she's coming. Rachel, Rachel, do that. And she turned to me one evening and she said, Mum, it's not that easy. Get out here and do it yourself. <laughs> Very good. Very good, Rach. <laughs> I was talking to my son. He rang me for Mother's Day. And again, the one over in Canada, he rang me for Mother's Day. And um, we're talking. And I said, there's something funny. He says, oh, no, well, Mum, I, I remember one. He was in fourth grade and he... We're looking at what to buy his teacher for Christmas. And he said, I'd like to buy this, Mum. And I thought, well, that's kind of more a girlish type thing than a, a man because he had a, a guy for a teacher. And um, and I said, well, is Mr Linden married? Because if he is, then that would be nice for them, you know, to husband and wife. He says, well, I don't know. And I said, well, maybe you'd like to ask him. So the next day he went to school and says, Mr Linden, my mum would like to know whether you're married. <laughs> <laughs> I was up the school the next day to explain what it was all about. Absolutely, save yourself. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so Sarah, uh, almost three-year-old, she knows, you know, that phones die, you need to recharge them. Um, and so uh, one day Luke was talking to her about, you know, Jesus and how, you know, he died on the cross for us. And, like, teaching her that story. And she turns to Luke and says, uh, yeah, Dad, just just like our phone died, right? You know, Jesus died just like your phone dies, right? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's true. He's such a modern child. Like, I'd never say that when I was <laughs> right. That's so true. You can't plug Jesus back in and charge him. No, he had to rise from the dead all by himself. <laughs> um, well, recently I took the boys to the dentist. And, um, you know, everything was great. And she was just like, oh, you know, make sure you're not having too much junk and sugar. And I was acting like the responsible mum. Yep, no, that's only for special occasions. But then I heard this little voice, Jack, oh, we have Slurpees a lot. And I was like, oh, no, no, that was just for special, you know, just now and then. And then she put that fluoride on the teeth. And she said, you know, no, don't eat or drink for 30 minutes. And then I heard the little voice again go, oh, but mum, you said we we're going to go straight to Macca's after this. Oh, no. They put you right into that one. The dentist is like, oh, I see, I see. No, that's so good. That is amazing. Very cool. I think, you know, um, I was talking to my mother-in-law, Judy, on Friday about this, and she was just saying, like, for them, you know, they see that, or for them, they, sorry, often um, see that a lot of parents 
can be quite fearful of the things that their children are going to walk through and face in, in the world that they're growing up in now. And I think they were saying um, for their kids, though, they found that um, the experiences that they had to go through actually built their character, um, which I thought was really cool. I don't know if any of you have a story maybe to share where you saw without sharing too much, but something that your kids went through and then you saw them grow or learn um, something about that. I think, um, without sharing the story, but just um, I think what most kids go through, and still is probably a big part of their life. So I think, um, I guess I've been encouraged, you know, we're in, we are in such a, a bit of a strange time, and as parents, we just um, wonder how kids are going to make it through sometimes and yeah. some of the struggles that they have. But I guess I've been encouraged, um, and even as a parent, I think um, you can't always take them out of the problem, but you can be there to listen to the problem right. and um, maybe hopefully give them a different way of looking things. And um, even praying, um, I know there's been a few times um, if I've dropped kids off at school and got in the car and go, Lord, just, you know, be with them today and um, make them uh, like make them to be able to see the way through. So sometimes it's very easy to walk into school quite negative. Um, so I think uh, as a parent, really all we can do is pray sometimes um, to know, Lord, you know what they're walking through. Uh, send somebody or just show them um, either how much they mean to you or send somebody um you know again the scriptures you know you know i never know who you're entertaining um and i think there's times that god just sends people into their path at the right time and so a lot of times i just say lord send someone into their path because yeah. i'm not there at school i'm just send somebody in and sometimes um as the kids have got back into the school at the end of the day how was your day Oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It's hard, you know, because your kids do go through tough, tough times, really, really tough times. And as Bernadette said, just to listen to them, listen to their heart, listen to their words. And, and my beautiful daughter, Kylie, she struggled. She really struggled at school with friends. And for whatever reason... And that was tough. It was a tough for mums to see your daughter yeah. going every yeah. day yeah. and not having friends. Right. And, and I chose every day because I knew, as Bernadette said, I knew the, my only answer to help Kylie was prayer. Good. Yeah. And I would go home, and I did this for various difficulties that our family faced, but I would go home and every day, and this is not a good, good, good me, you know, it, it wasn't. <laughs> I prayed for my daughter an hour every day. I was on my knees beside my bed, whether it be a one-hour spot or, or four-quarter of an hour spot, but I chose to pray for my daughter for an hour every day that she would have a friend. And Kylie didn't have a, a heap of friends, but God always gave her a friend. She always gave, he always gave her a friend. And I praise God for that. I praise God that Kylie now understands and passes on to her children, Alex and Amy, what it's like not to have friends. 
But my gosh, our God is faithful. Our God is good. Our God does hear our prayer and he does answer. So every difficulty that your children go through, prayer is the answer. And you don't have to be there for an hour. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) It can be two minutes. But that was my choice. That was my choice. And I praise God to this day. And I remembered that he was faithful to Kylie and always had a friend. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Beautiful. Cool. Awesome. Well, before we finish off, um, what is a nugget of wisdom or advice um, that you can share on parenting or your personal journey? Um, <laughs> uh, so it's kind of similar to what Bernadette said at the start. Um, just be the example. Uh, be Christ in your home. Uh, uh, you know, pray in front of your kids. Uh, read the Bible in front of your kids. Praise God in front of your kids. Pray for healing in front of your right. kids. Because they, they see everything that you do. Um, and for kids... Toddlers and kids, it's never too early for them to pray. It's It's never too early for them to praise God. It's never too early for them to read the Bible. Um, It's never too early for them to pray for healing. Um, Just some examples, like we we would, um, we read the Bible at the breakfast table. um, And uh, one day Sarah was like, oh, mum, I've got a Bible too. I was like, oh, do you? And so she, you know, toddles off and comes back with a book that looks like a Bible. It's just, you know, a book from her bookshelf. But she was so excited that she had a Bible too. Um, Or like I I had a cough and and I have a very sore throat. And um, she came up to me one day and just put her hand on my neck and says, you know, um, I pray for mummy's neck in Jesus' name, amen. It's like, Uh, it melts your heart. (laughs) It's like it's just never too early to to do any of those things because um, they're just so absorbent and it's just a joy to see your kids just grow in Christ. Um, so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good point. I was thinking about that and um, I think just as much as you can eating dinner together at the dinner table so, you, you yeah. know, you can all talk and Jack tells us about his day and, and just making sure there's lots of fun and laughter in the house. Very good. No matter what, let your kids know how much you love them daily. No matter what, love them unconditionally. Not only when they're doing good or well at school or whatever, love them through the difficult times. Love them when you can't love them even. Love them, love them. And, And I chose about every two weeks to put a flower in Kylie's room to say, I love you through the times when she was good, through the times when she was not so good, <laughs> but times when we loved her unconditionally. And my guys, so we put a, cu- a, ro- a flower in Kylie's room saying, I love you, about every two weeks. My, my boys wouldn't have appreciated the flower. <laughs> so, so Did you do anything for a them? Mars bar. We put um, a, I put a Mars bar on their pillow. Awesome. And I love you. And we would do that just as a tangible thing, but let them know by your actions, your words, love them unconditionally. So great. Very good. Um, And I would just say probably just be present in the season that you're in. Don't don't wish to go back. 
and don't wish to go forward. Just enjoy the season that you're in. There's um, so many, there's good and bad in all seasons, whether they're little, whether they're teenagers, whether they're young adults, whether they're married. Um, there's good and bad in all seasons. So just Very be present. Season, yeah. You'll be present in the season that you're in and don't wish for something different. So good. No, that's amazing. Well, you have answered all of my questions this morning. Um, so can we all thank our panel? Um, they're amazing, you guys. Thank you, ladies. You can leave the stage. Beautiful. You're wonderful. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for encouraging us today. That was so amazing. And, you know, I'm really encouraged by their stories. And I think what really comes out of that is that everyone's experiences are so different and everyone's children have different needs and different wants. And, you know, whether you're a parent now or you're a grandparent or you've been a parent or even if you're not a parent um, yet or um, are struggling to do... um, step into that part of your journey. You know, I just encourage you today that we can all go away from today and reflect on these questions for ourselves. You know, um, everyone's from different families. Everyone has different situations. Um, You know, you might not be in contact with different family members, but we can learn from what we've heard and take that and, and apply that to our lives. You know, praying for our children or our, or our friends or mothers that we know. Or, you know, for me, I can pray for my sisters and for my nieces and nephews. You know, I can, I can thank my mom. You know, we've all got something or someone that we know. It might not be your physical mother, but we all have a spiritual mother or a mother in our lives that we can encourage. So I encourage you to go out and do that today. You know, go and thank someone for raising great children, Um, you know, go and tell someone that they're doing a good job because sometimes you just need to hear that. You just need to hear that someone notices what you're doing and and to um, be listened to, like Lynn said. And um, just sometimes people need a listening ear, you know, um, because motherhood um, and that journey can be really difficult. Um, And so I just encourage you guys to do that today, to think of someone in your world that you can go and um, encourage, and then also to reflect on those questions for yourself and go, well, what can I do in my life to be a better mother or a better father or a better brother or sister or whatever your circumstance is, you know? And I just um, really hope that that has encouraged you. It has really encouraged me. Um, So we're just going to pray before we um, end the service. So let's bow our heads. God, we just thank you that you have brought us here today to spend this beautiful morning with you, God. We just thank you for the wisdom that you have brought through these wonderful ladies on the panel, God. We just thank you that whatever situation we find ourselves in, God, whatever our family story is, God, that you will just bring your comfort and hope into that, God. God, I pray that you help us to go out and be an encouragement to somebody else in our world, God. There are so many people hurting and so many people that feel unloved, God, and a kind word. God, a Holy Spirit moment from you to go and encourage someone, God, can make all the difference. And so, God, I just pray for each person here today, whether they know you or not, God, that they will feel your presence. God, that they will know that you see them, God. You see them right where they are at. God, you just know everyone's hearts. And so I just thank you, God, that you are our heavenly Father, that you created us, that you see us in our circumstances and you love us regardless. God, I pray for the rest of our day, God, that you will keep us safe and let us have a great day, no matter what we're stepping into, God, that we can be light in other people's lives. In your mighty name, amen.